everyone, welcome to Mums on Cloud9. Within our podcast, we aim to inspire mums to progress their careers in the tech sector from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face within the workplace. This week, we're looking about how to juggle life and your career successfully, because many women will feel guilty going back to the workplace, think about how they can still support and give the most to their kids whilst trying to juggle everything. And also looking at time management within that. It's funny that this topic is today because we had our team meeting earlier and we all talked about our goals as working mothers and time management came up quite a few times, <laughs> funnily enough. So it's very topical, this subject. You know, there's never enough time in the day. And I've got a expert speaker, Abigail Wald, here with me today, who is founder of Mother Flipping Awesome. I like I love that name to start with. So welcome, Abigail, to the show. I'm delighted to be talking to you about this topic today. So thank you for joining us. Do you want to share a little bit more about your journey and why this is a topic that's true to your heart? Sure. Thank you. Welcome. And welcome to all of the parents listening today. Um, You're definitely in good hands here with Heather. So my job, as I see it, is to help mothers and fathers um, who devote their lives to their children, make sure that they're also having rich inner lives and rich outer lives as well. Because Um, These years can really suck us in (laughs) and, you know, it's important that we are giving our all, but not at the expense of ourselves. And sometimes it can be really hard for us to go back to work or to just have a life outside of our children. I think it's really important to remember that we are full human beings and that's a really important thing to be modeling for our kids. Mother Flipping Awesome is here. Uh, I created that because let me just say, first of all, I never intended to have a business. That was never what I thought I would do. Uh, I was always an artist until I had my children in my mid-30s. And then through certain medical circumstances, I wound up getting really interested in food and nutrition, created a snack bar company, found myself suddenly being an entrepreneur, and did that for many years, realized that I loved creating things for large scale numbers of people like in the millions like that was fun um and then i thought you know the thing that i care most about is what i'm spending every day thinking about as a mother is how am i juggling my whole life running this company um being with my kids making sure that i'm telling the story i want to tell with my children you know um giving them the life that I want to give them, uh, and then going along for the ride that is their life, right? I think there are so many different through lines in a family. And so I started realizing that that was actually my passion and I wound up finding partners for my other business and then essentially gave it to them and then decided running Mother Flipping Awesome to serve parents so that we could have intellectual stimulating conversations about what it means to be a human raising another human. And my focus is especially on strong-willed kids because as a serial artist and entrepreneur, one of the things I've learned about myself is I'm a strong-willed adult. (laughs) I'm a grown-up strong-willed kid. (laughs) On a mission. On a mission. On a mission. Yeah, yeah. And Um, one of the things I learned about my kids very quickly is that they too are strong-willed and highly sensitive. And so they run quite differently than other kids. And that actually made it much harder in many ways to go 
to work, right? Um, to add that layer into my life because my kids needed more. Um, it was very hard to have babysitters. It was, it was just difficult. And so um, I had to really, but I, I didn't want to give up on that side of my life. So I found ways that I think have been extremely beneficial for every member of our family. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my passion with Mother Flipping Awesome. Fantastic. And I love that you're sharing everything you've learned and experienced now with other mums. And um, I can't wait to share some of those stories with our audience today that you've already told me. But let's start with the why. Why is this important? Um, you know, why do mums feel guilty about trying to juggle everything? And then we'll talk about the how. <laughs> how can we do it better? But it's that kind of ability to sort of reflect on, you know, we want, we want, can we have our cake and eat it? I guess, you know, why do we feel guilty? Yeah. So I think there are a number of different levels that this is hard for us. Number one, and we saw this very clearly in the pandemic, um, all of a sudden it was like, okay, all of you um, who have school-aged kids, you know, or, or even younger, um, all of a sudden you've got to work from home, right? And people were forced to work from home and there was no childcare. And it was somehow assumed that like, you could do that. Does that make sense? Like, like that childcare wasn't like this real thing. It just like, it was almost this like invisible, I don't know, we drop our children off in little fairy places and pick them up. And it's not that other people are working so hard. It's not that when we are that little fairy place all day long, that somehow we are working incredibly hard. There was like no awareness that this is a full-time job in and of itself, yeah. right? And I think we we saw that and we saw um, mothers break very, very quickly because there was no acknowledgement of actually how much work it is to raise a human being, right? On a very deep societal level. And like that obliviousness was really clear. It was like, we'd always kind of known that people thought that, but it was like this dirty little secret. But all of a sudden it was like, Oh, actually from the policies and from the way that people are talking about this, like you actually really don't understand. Do you know what I mean? It took it to another level, didn't it? Cause it was like homeschooling, not just looking after the kids around school, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And so um, it, you know, it really became very clear to us the invisible burden that we often carry. And so there's, there's many different layers to this. One is it is really hard work. Another layer on this is it is invisible hard work that people judge you for if you don't do well, but people don't like appreciate you doing well. It's like, it's your job if you do it well, that's great. That's you, you chose to have the family, like that's on you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it well, we're gonna fill you with shame and judgment. Mm, true. <laughs> you know, and, and so it's a real bum deal, mm. you know, um, on a societal level. Now, listen, that's not everybody, that's not everybody doesn't necessarily feel that. But I will say, just in the way that there is systemic racism, just in the way that there are systemic inequalities in many different areas, this is another systemic issue that we have about how we view children and parents who take care of them. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and, and it's a, a, a silent epidemic. And it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's it's one facet. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's no set, well, no set standards, but there's no education or anything out there about how to 
be a parent, right? You know, you're just making up as you go along. But tapping into ed- people who are educators and authorities is a way to go, isn't it? To start to build your confidence and things. Yes. Well, I think that brings into the other issue here is that I think <laughs> there's like no set standard of how we do this. And there shouldn't be because we are all individual people and all of our families have different values. And yet there's like this whole glut of everybody telling us what we're supposed to do. And so it's it's complicated. It's it's exhausting being a parent because you're getting so many messages, but so little true support. Mm-hmm. And that is confusing. And then on top of it, um, you know, parenthood breaks your boundaries from the get-go. Like literally you're either carrying someone in your body or, you know, you um, are maybe in some cases taking medicines to be able to carry somebody in your body. Um, You know, sometimes you are connecting with people you might not have ever been connected with to adopt a a, a family, you know, a, a child from another country or from your own country or from people that you would never have known necessarily. And so it's breaching boundaries in beautiful ways and in very hard ways all the time. And I think this is one of the things that children do for our world is they connect us. Mm. They connect us in ways we wouldn't normally be connected. And that goes in many, many different ways. It has to do with the, you know, your kids pick their friends and then all of a sudden you're connecting with families maybe you wouldn't have been friends with. Like there's just so many different levels upon which or your children have a medical condition or your children have an emotional issue. You know, we get connected again with society, but before our children reconnect us, they disconnect us. And so we get put into this world where we're exhausted. We don't sleep, we don't eat. We ride over our own boundaries constantly for basic things like sleeping and eating. Um, and then riding over our boundaries all the time about what we want to do and, you know, how much screen time or what kind of food or it's just constant. And so okay. by the time you've sort of recovered from those early few years and people say, well, what do you want to do with your life? You're like, uh, sleep, eat. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Do you know? Like, you're so broken. But really what's happened is you've been rebirthed. You've been rebirthed. And this is an opportunity for you, now that you are a parent, to look out at the world and say, well, what matters? Now that I am more connected, now that I understand everyone across the world, like that is their child. That person fighting in a war many countries over, that's that person's child. I now know what that feels like. Oh my goodness. What can I do? How can I matter? How can this whole experience bring me to have something to say about the world, right? And, and, and what do I want to do? What do I want to do in my own life? What do I want to do for my child? What, chi- what kind of life does my child need? Who is this person who's come into my life? What are their emotional needs? Because every child is different. Every family is different. And so um, I think once you get to a certain point, you have the ability and that point is different for everybody because some children come into the world really easily and some parents you know sort of climatize really easily and some parents need time but at some point we are called to take this new knowledge of what it means to be a parent and turn around and reconnect with our society and i think that's a crucial moment that we don't want to miss really interesting reflection and I think you know we can be so hard on ourselves as parents we constantly like you say there's 
you know, you want to learn, but then there's so different, so many different conversations and different expectations. You know, we can just sort of beat ourselves up a little bit about, you know, well, are we doing a good enough job? And I think we just have to, you know, try our best every day. If we are learning and trying and keep evolving and as I say listening in, that's all we can do. Um, but when we were chatting before, Abigail, you were sort of saying, you know, you know, women have the true potential whether it's a woman or a man to be fair you know as a parent we have the potential to juggle work and life um but you felt that mums could be running the world you know is that possible I, I feel that mums should be running the world <laughs> <to> be <laughs> <very clear. laughs> no in all sincerity right and I and listen I I love men this is not in any way to be um bashing you know men I men have so many gifts and um, all humans do, right? Everybody, however they identify, everybody has incredible gifts. And I think that when you become a parent, as I said, your, your sense of focus and duty and service alters. And this is crucial, right? Because we want to have people in our organizations, leading our organizations, leading our countries, right? Who have this awareness and, you know, aren't just blithely sending people to war or thinking about greed or aggression, but actually thinking about these are people's children, right? What would I want of my own child? What position, what economic opportunities would I want to give my own child, right? How can I think globally about what I now know personally. Yes. Mm -hmm. And these are things that you don't know in the same way until you become a parent. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never met a person who feels that parenting did not alter them. Mm -hmm. I've never met that person. Definitely it does, doesn't it, in so many ways. Yeah. And, and here's the thing on a very practical level, right? Like we're talking pretty up high, but let's get down on the ground. As a parent, you have insane skills. You are able to prioritize, you are able to juggle, you are able to get a tremendous amount accomplished in a very little bit of time. You do learn how to run on many different levels at the same time as much as is humanly possible. Mm -hmm. You learn how to empathize, you learn how to manage people. I mean, the people skills are incredible. You have to manage your kid, your kid's temperament. You have to learn different love languages. You have to figure out how you work with your spouse or your ex. You have to figure out how you work with a school. You have to figure out how you work with different teachers in that school. You have to figure out how you work with doctors and you know medical issues. Like You become actually quite an accomplished human being. Mm -hmm. And again, because of the societal devaluation of that job, we don't talk about it like that. Like, oh, it's your mommy duties. It's like, actually, no, I'm pulling some hardcore level skills here. Do you know? And, and if that CEO in that multi-million dollar company had these skills, that company would be doing more good for the people in that company. That company would be doing more good for the world, right? And mm -hmm. so actually, we have a tremendous amount that we can offer a company, a tremendous amount of value, a tremendous amount of wisdom from our job. And our time spent changing nappies. We definitely Thank want you Abigail to be our recruiter. <laughs> Selling them in. It's real. It it's is. real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, they they underestimate that. You know, we have mums that go through Superman's program that have been stay-at-home mums for years, and they're like, "Well, how can I sell myself into the workplace?" You know, everything you've just talked about 
resonates there, right? You know, these are things that you can offer. And it's so important that people recognize the skills they have attuned and honed in in the home place, if you like, the home workplace. I mean, show me anybody, you know, you look at people in companies and all of a sudden there's disagreement and people freak out and now they're calling the HR department. They're trying to figure out, well, how do I deal with this person who's unhappy? It's like a mother has done that nine times before breakfast between her siblings. Mm. Right. And there's no HR department to call. You know what I mean? Like you learn, you understand people and their needs. And, and here's the thing. I think sometimes we feel like, well, wait a minute. I haven't figured this out in motherhood yet. Cool. That's true. It's a job. And just like any job, you've got to learn and you're learning on the job. You are building that plane while you're flying it. So, you know, the reality is there is a learning curve and we underestimate that because again, we don't even consider it a job. So why would you have to train for it? But the reality is you do. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, so much of the work that I do, I find, you know, women will come in to my program and, and again, I work with dads as well. Right. But, but specifically speaking about women right now, they'll come into the program and many of them will be so beaten down by the time they arrive to me because they feel like they're no longer who they used to be before kids. They, that's all a memory. That's a shell of who they were before. And they don't really want to go back there because now their values have changed. Their priorities have changed, right? Um, but they also feel like they're failing at home. They feel like I'm not able to handle those sibling squabbles with grace. I don't have these time management skills. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm unhappy. I'm cranky. I'm dealing with unhappy people and I'm not rocking this. I have nothing to sell somebody. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, then now you do your work. Now you learn, right? And it is totally learnable. It really is. All of these things are invitations to just who you're going to be in that next phase of your life. You're being invited to level up like you're a video game. It's like, cool, you ace that level, you're done. That level's done. Ace this one. And if we think about it that way and we go, well, all the places that I'm failing, if it hurts, and, and sometimes we are failing, like, let's not be afraid of that. Let's, let's own it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're failing as a parent. It's just, I, I failed that moment. <laughs> Yeah, and we have that every day, right? We fail at something every day. We win at something every day. Yes, yes. And can we just own that and stop being afraid of it? And it's like, it's not going to destroy you to like, oops, you know, I mean, watch any game. It's like Steph Curry, he fails like, you know, 20 times in a game. Cool. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But he wins more than he fails. That's it. You know, and if we can start being... Um, less precious about all this and less heavy and less scared and more just approach it like a job that it is. You get really good at this job of parenting, right? Which is what I help people with. That's my job is to help you get good at that job. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that the people who graduate from the program, I can't tell you how many times, I mean, really countless times, the people have come back to me and said, Oh my God, I'm working again. I I asked for a raise or I got a whole new job or I started my own company or one woman became a woodworker. Um, you know, seriously, like, you know, this passion that she had had forever, right? And and then, of course, I get to hire people in my own company. Everybody who's, everybody I have hired in my company, I have now hired from within, from people who actually went through the program oh, because- amazing. It's so beautiful. I get to I get to help them on so many different aspects of their life, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a beautiful workforce and and it's just 
it's an extraordinary thing where you just keep leveling up and you know once once you feel really good at home and so that may be one of the things that's holding you back and again everybody has an individual life so you have to figure out am i being held back because I don't feel like I'm rocking it at home. Am I being held back because I am rocking at home, but I didn't know that that translated? You know, am I being held back because, you know, I have fear about moving into something I've never moved into before, you know, and I don't understand like how to go about learning how to do that, in which case, you know, definitely speak to Heather because you have lots of ideas, you know? Um, and, and, and so I think if we can come together and support women on this journey, you know, from the angle I'm supporting people, from the angle you're supporting people, and we come together and we can say, you are of value. You matter. Right? And you can juggle things. <laughs> and you can juggle things. Tell us, Abigail, how do people go through your program? What sorts of things do you help them address and tackle? Literally anything they want to in the six month period. So I work very deeply with families um, and I um, I do a six month mentorship with families because again, I believe every family is individual and unique. And so I never want to assume what any particular family is trying to create. Um, I get to know you and your values. I lead people through in a program so that you have community because one of the things we again, don't realize that we need, we get in that disconnected state of early parenthood and we don't understand how unbelievably important it is to have a parent community around us that reflects our values, mm -hmm. right? And even though everybody has different values, if you all value being at your best, that in and of itself is a shared value. If you all have kids that are a little more high needs, that in and of itself is a shared value, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you yourself, are a strong-willed or highly sensitive person, yes? Mm -hmm. So that's what my community is for the most part. We are, um, you know, like relatively intellectual, uh, driven, hyper-creative, you know, people who want to be doing this at a top level. You know, we're not interested in just skating by. We want to make sure we're living a life we feel really proud of. And mm -hmm. so um, if those values connect, then... Um, I take people through the program. It's a very specific breadcrumb by breadcrumb experience where I give you something to watch. We come together every week. We discuss um, uh, in, in the community. And then, you know, there's different levels to it. So some people wind up working with me directly as well, mm -hmm. um, very personally throughout the program. And and then there's also, you know, many ways. Listen, it's a, it's a big um, commitment to, to really overhaul your life that way and to commit to your very best self. And so we have lots of ways where people can hop in really quickly and easily. And if you just go to motherflippingawesome.com, there's a very quick and easy thing where you can download the manual for your strong-willed child's brain. And that is a great way to just start the process of understanding you know, your kids, understanding mm -hmm. their needs, understanding how you work with people who have needs. Again, we should be selling this to HR companies. Um, and, uh, and then on top of it, it'll help you understand yourself. Because if you are a parent listening to this, in all chances, you are, in all likelihood, you are a highly driven, smart, intellectual, passionate person who's trying to figure out how you access those levels of your life now that your life looks different right and so mm -hmm. all that work applies for you as well not just your children 
Mm. It's interesting. And it's, it's interesting that point where you said about, you know, we should be selling this into HR because the reality is, you know, parents will feel like they're struggling at work if their kids are struggling at home for whatever reason. So it begins to deep dive into one of the strategies that you talk about, which is, you know, what if our kids are having a hard time with the transition back to work? Um, you know, because maybe you've been at home for a while and now you're there, you know, how you're not giving them as much attention or you're not there all the time. What type of strategies do you encourage around that? What can somebody do? Absolutely. And, and you know, with everything, there are many different layers of ways to address a problem. So if the problem is child is having a hard time with your transition back to work, um, one of the ways that you deal with this is direct connection with the child. And that is not like just all the things that, you know, parents often think like, oh, I'm doing so much for my child. So um, I'm going to tell a little story that I teach in my course, but uh, there was a day that I was really, really sick, and um, I I was super sick. Our kids were toddlers, and at the time, my husband was working from home, and I was the full-time parent, and I was so sick that I couldn't move. I was just completely laid out on the bed, and my husband um, wound up, you know, he was taking care of the kids, and he hadn't expected to be taking care of the kids that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was trying to juggle work and, you know, he didn't know how to do that at that point in his life. And he was completely flummoxed and trying to deal with like, well, what do I even make? Well, how does this happen? Ah, they're fighting, you know, all, all the things. And, um, you know, and he kept coming to me and I was like, you know, and, uh, and he'd go away. And so halfway through the day, um, you know, he had not really checked on me and I sent him a text that was like, neat. Tylenol. And so he came in, he like plopped the Tylenol down by my bedside, um, left. And then I was like, uh oh. And then I texted him back and I'm like, need water. And he plops the water down. And uh and then you know he goes away. And by the end of the night, we were both just completely exhausted and we're lying there and, and he's like, he said something and it was so classic. Um, by the way, I do love this man. Um, but he said something and he goes, uh, what did he say? I was like, I said something like, I really appreciate everything you did today, but also kind of sad and mad that you didn't like take care of me. And he goes, what do you mean? I totally took care of you. I did this for the kids and I did that. And did I was like, hold up sir and i was like you did all that for the kids i said but but you didn't take care of me and he was like oh uh well i brought you the tylenol (laughs) i was like right and i was like but what about like a hand on my knee just to say like i'm sorry that you're so sick or you know just like emotionally and and that's like classic for just our marriage, like that communication, right? Of like like you know he's an acts of service person, and I'm a words of affirmation yeah, person, it's right? Good to know, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it was just it was so classic, and I had this moment where I realized, huh, it was a profound realization. Like, I think this is what our kids feel about us, is that so often we're so busy running around doing everything for our children. Mm. that we're not actually being with our children. Mm. 
And so when I tell you, take a moment to be with your children, even while you're running around and being so busy, that doesn't mean I set up the play date for you, I got you the toy, I bought you this, I got you that, I made your favorite quesadilla. It's like, be with, mm. really be with. Take a moment. And to do that, um, so, you know, uh, I am actually a certified hand-in-hand -hand parenting instructor. That was the beginning of my journey um, for myself as a parent and then learning, um, uh, you know, it's one of the things that I do in my programs. I use all the hand-in-hand -hand parenting tools because I do love them. And uh, while I do a lot more in my program than just those five tools, mm -hmm. uh, I do still think they're absolutely wonderful tools. And one of the hand-in-hand -hand parenting tools is called Special Time. And it's where you just spend you know, five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you can with your child in child-led play-based play, okay? Mm -hmm. And so um, it means just I'm showing up for you. I put my phone down. Nobody can interrupt me. Nobody can ask me a question. I'm here and I just want to be with you to do whatever you want to do with me for a few minutes. Wow. I have until this amount of time. I've set a timer. Nobody can interrupt us during that time, right? That's important, yeah. Yeah, it's really important. So not, and that doesn't have to take a lot of time. Okay. So that's one way you bring in that special time. You make sure that even if it's not special time, you're actually being with your children. Um, and then you also build networks of support around you. Mm -hmm. You find other people you can trust because your children don't just need you. And uh, we can easily fall into that trap. Like I said, it was really hard for us to have babysitters, but at some point I finally figured out like really do need help. I've got to stop saying it's so difficult and actually find someone who will work, mm -hmm. right? And so figuring out what that looks like, finding the right person, training people, um, and also um, connecting to your community. Is there a way you could create a co-op? Is there a way you could work with other parents to trade off? You know, um, our kids need us, but they don't need only us. We need our kids, but we don't need only our kids. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. And having that circle of friends, um, you know, we have had a nanny that looks after him, and then she's like part of the family now. You know, yeah. she's there. The kids like relate to her as much as a friend, and they'll open up to her as much as me. And it's nice just having those circles of friends because I don't have siblings close by, so she's almost like that auntie, if you like, as well. And you so know, creating those circles of friends uh, and support network is so important to call on. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's so many other deeper conversations we could have about making sure that as you transition into work, you're also getting your child's consent. So you're not just like, I got to go, I got to go, goodbye. Mm -hmm. But like, I am leaving now, you know, even if it's just to go into my office, what can you do? How can I set you up for success? How can I help you have a great time with this other person? You know, um, what do you need? Is there something we should plan for when we come back together? Uh, so that it's not just like, I got to go. You know, by yeah, really helping your child process that transition. Yeah. And I'd like to just reiterate, because some people might not know about the five love languages. Um, there is a quiz, a free quiz you can do online. And my kid loves doing it. Like Lucy's done it several times. I'm quite surprised by her answer still. <laughs> She's very, um, very touchy-feely. 
but then equally she always comes up top in terms of presents you know and gifts I'm like are you sure you must not choose me but it was interesting in terms of seeing how they answer those questions and seeing what they value because um, it helps you become more attuned with what they see just as you said you know you and your partner you know are different of acts of service versus positive affirmation and I think um, you know that was a light bulb quiz for me I think to see what was missing in my previous relationship and um, I think with the kids now you know get them involved like the quiz can be completed by kids um, you know as well as adults and parents in a relationship and so that's a, a really great tool isn't it for people to get that awareness absolutely and again another HR tool right understanding yeah. like if I give this person a bonus it might actually be meaningless to them. Whereas this person, I could tell them how great they are all day long, but if there's not a bonus, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and yeah. that's real. People have different ways that they appreciate, you know, like it, on a very basic level, like if I make you a sandwich of something you don't like, you're not gonna be appreciative. I mean, mm -hmm. you might be appreciative of the time I spent, but it's not the same as if I make you your favorite meal, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, we want to learn how we care for the people in our lives, whether that's ourselves, making sure we're speaking to ourselves in our own preferred language, yeah. making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, giving ourselves opportunities to give acts of service Good or point. receive acts of service, right? Mm -hmm. Opportunities to, you know, have words of affirmation, like whatever it is, you know, um, it's just really important. And I think like figuring out how you do that really matters. And I, I can't emphasize enough. I just want to say again, community. So, you know, uh, like I'm sure, Heather, that's one of the things that you offer people too. So they're not having to make this transition alone. It's yeah. stop thinking you have to do everything alone. You don't. Exactly. You don't. And that's why I launched Super Mums actually, because I was working from home, um, you know, didn't, no other mums working in the Salesforce environment and I couldn't make user groups which were kind of physical events that you could go to and I thought okay well you know if I launch super mums what will happen is I will get connected to a group of mums who are like me you know they're wanting a career they're wanting to earn well but they're all wanting flexibility as well and that's one of the biggest feedbacks we get actually from people doing our program similar to what you said about your cohorts Abigail you know when they come in they join a community of like-minded people and you might not meet those people in your normal workplace because people with careers are busy right so you know you tend to connect with people at school in different ways you know you might not even it's interesting talking to people who have kids in secondary school or I don't know what that is and from a US point of USA point of view but as the kids get older you get less engagement with other parents and adults so it's kind of like well how do I find people like me how do I find other parents that share the same share the same values and I think that echoes both what you've created and also what we've created at Supermums is that people are finding to connect with other people like them. They've got the similar values, aspirations. They want to have everything um, to build, you know, to build up. And there's certainly been friendships made there for life, which is great, right? You know, there. It's huge. I mean, it's immense. And I think for anybody who is considering a Salesforce career or just wondering, do my skills match right you don't even have to know that that's what you want right but but do my skills match do i have a skill set that could actually be that i just don't know enough about that yet i think it's 
so valuable to see yourself mirrored outside of yourself. And like you're saying, to get that sense of the event horizon, to be able to say, well, here's this person who has the same skills that I have, but they've been doing this for several years and look at their incredible trajectory. Like I could get on that trajectory, right? And and you don't know that if you're not putting yourself in those places. So I think what you're doing is beautiful and helping parents, um, you know, see that this is one way of doing this. And here's a possibility of what, what all of your incredible skills could look like out in the workforce that still gives you flexibility for home. Like, yes, we need more mothers in the workforce, not away from our children, because you don't have to be away from your kids to be in the workforce. You can use the time they're already away to be in the workforce. You can find other awesome activities and wonderful people for them to be with to be in the workforce. And you can develop your own confidence and your own financial security and your own intellectual, you know, stimulation and your own passion and your own way of making change in the world. And you deserve that. And your kids deserve to see you have that. Mm-hmm. right absolutely absolutely and I think what's really important and this is reflective of my own circumstances actually or my emotional needs if that's the right word but you know for people that want to relaunch it can be feel like a little bit overwhelming like you've got all this stuff to juggle and that again that's the conversations that are coming up today it's like well, I've got all the home stuff to juggle and admin and work and I think that's where your services now has come in right because at Supermums we've been right you know we're going to get you set up for your career. We can train you, we can coach you, we can get you that, help you get that first job, help you progress your career. Like we've got you covered on the work stuff. The reality is then at home, if you've not got that right brain at home to kind of manage everything and juggle everything, you can sort of then get that overwhelm and feel like you're dropping it. And again, that was sort of reflected a little bit in that, you know, we can sort of, some of our team were like you know I put, I'll put everything into work and then I'll forget or like feel that things aren't adding up for me at home and I've always needed somebody to coach me with that sort of thing you know to help me join those dots um you know all that peer support network and that's not making them do it all but just sort of holding me to account or supporting me and helping me restructure things you know we're talking about DIY people right <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like all these things that need doing around your house I you know I get the cleaner in um, you know, I'll have somebody help with picking up um, the kids from school on a Friday, which would just help me get some additional stuff. And I'll have a roast dinner ready for the kids to come home. Right. Because I've got somebody else picking them up. So I'll be doing the roast dinner. They'll come home. We'll have a nice dinner and we'll chill out on a Friday. You know, so it's just setting up a support network. But that's where people can work with you. Right, Abigail, if they can't quite can't get all their stuff together at the, on the homeward side. Absolutely. I mean, I think. If you are a parent feeling like you want to get back into the workforce, you know, there's two different places that you have to make sure are strong. The getting back into the workforce side of things, which is when you call Heather, right? And then you figure out how do I do this? Literally, what? how do I translate? How do I jump back in? Is this even a world I want to jump into? Like teach me. And bonus points if you bring something new to the table, right? Like racial diversity, neurodiversity, you know, just your experience as a mother, you know, this is all very important to bring into our world. Mm -hmm. Then, um, you know, 
on the other side of things, you have to make sure that that is equally strong to handle this transition. And so, yes, that's when you call me to help make sure that your home is as clean emotionally as it needs to be. So you can feel safe enough to step away, right? In the ways that you're going to step away, but also know that you're also not leaving. You're, you're stepping away because it's so stable. You're not running away. You know what I mean? You're not like stepping away and hope it holds. I had a mom who so great. She said, uh, she said, I just realized, <laughs> so funny. She was graduating class. She said, I just realized everything we've done up until all of this was like cross your fingers parenting. Like we just kept hoping it would all work out. And now like I don't cross my fingers. I know what I want to have happen and I know how to make it happen. And I know it's going to get there, you know, one way or another. And like, I can count on my knowledge and my skills and knowing how to get my kid there. And like, I make it happen, mm. you know? And I love that. I love that. And that feeling is priceless. And that, that then you can feel how that you feel that way. It's easy to go to work. Yeah. Cause you have a plan. And so all I'd say to listeners is don't leave it to you feel like you're completely a failure and you've burnt out because you haven't had a plan. You haven't structured things you know, get a structure in place, get a plan in place for both your career and your life. Um, call on Abigail if you need some help with the life stuff and <laughs> getting everything to place, because um, she's absolutely wonderful at that, particularly, you know, having that mentoring or downloading the free guide, you know, get started and also listening to your podcast, Abigail. Um, what's the name of your podcast? I think Mother Flipping Awesome. Yeah. The podcast as well. So check that out. And if we can help you in either way, then we'd be delighted to support you on your journey to be that flipping awesome mum. I think that's a good way to end it on that. So thank you, Abigail, for sharing with us today everything that you do and your passion. If you loved the show today, please do rate and review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. And we hope that's been useful for you. But let us know um, what you think and we shall see you on the next show soon. Take care. Bye.